The following podcast contains explicit language and movie spoilers. You've been warned. No, seriously, they're, they're spoilers and, and foul language. Yeah. Welcome to $20 Ticket, where we are going to tell you how much we would pay to see how to lose a guy in 10 days. The boys are still on vacation, so we've broken into Mugga's house, and we are recording another podcast. Today we- <laughs> I feel like it's breaking and entering at this point. Breaking and entering. Today we have Miss Holly Hart. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing well as always. What are you drinking? I am drinking a grapefruit and pomelo truly. Pomelo. Pomelo. Oh, ho, ho. She, 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 million dollar wedding. Also with us today we have Elizabeth. Elizabeth, how are you? Good. How are you, Erica? Good, good. How was your trip in Vegas? Fabulous. What are you drinking? McLoob Ultra and water. Oh, She's hydrating. Hydrating. Hung over. Yes. And back in the hot seat is Kyle Callow. Yes, ma'am. What are you drinking, Kyle? I am drinking a truly. It's lemon flavor as well as Sicilian blood orange. We're exotic over here. Oh, she, she, she. <laughs> she, she. <laughs> Million dollar wedding. It's Beverly Hills, darling. <laughs> Alrighty. Anyways, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is a film starring Kate Hudson, Matthew McConaughey, Katherine Hahn, Annie Paris, Adam Goldberg, and Thomas Lennon. It was released on February 7th, 2003. It was produced by Linda Ops and Robert Evans and distributed by Paramount Pictures. It was directed by Donald Petrie, written by Kristen Buckley, Brian Reagan, and Burr Steers. It is loosely, loosely, based, yeah, <laughs> based on a short comic book with the same name written by Michelle Alexander and Jeannie Long. And before I get into it, Holly Hart, you want to hit us with the financials. I will hit you with those financials. So the budget for How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days was $50 million. Opening weekend, it earned $23,774. But its gross while it was in the theater was $105,800,000. So it made double what the budget was. So that's considered success, right? That's a success? Yeah. I for some reason thought it made more than that, but... No. What do I know? What do you know? What do I know? All righty, Elizabeth, what about the critics? What do they say? On Rotten Tomatoes, 42% of critics liked it, giving it an average rating of 5 out of 10. 77% of the audience liked it with over 802,000 votes. This means just for the audience that each vote that is a rating of 3.5 or higher counts as a fresh or positive rating, whereas the critics, it's either fresh or rotten. Thoughts on that? I, I mean, I can see it, like how critics wouldn't like it, like yeah. because it's not. There's not a whole lot of meaty character development. There's not a whole lot of plot development. It's just, I think it's entertaining just for entertainment value, but there's not a whole lot there. It is like the quintessential like chick flick rom com, right? And the fact that there really isn't, like you said, a lot, not a whole lot of development. And it's not super complex. Plus, you could pretty much predict that, what the ending is going to look like from right. like, the first five. So, okay, of the so movie. going into this, so what is your delineation between a chick flick and a rom-com. We were talking about this. So I said a chick flick is when it has like a main female protagonist, mm -hmm. whereas like a rom-com usually has like a male somewhere in there. I would say a chick flick is more, it's not going to always be based off of like romantic plot lines. Right. Whereas I feel like obviously a rom-com, it's just focused on like guy meets girl and so on and so forth. Girl okay. falls in love yeah. with a guy. So like for, isn't a love story. Right. So like for example, <laughs> so like um, there's another movie with Kate Hudson, like Raising Helen. That's obviously a chick flick, mm -hmm. but it doesn't involve anything with like romantics. Like stepmother. Yeah. Would that be a chick flick? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. 
I've never seen it, so because it's definitely not a romantic <laughs> comedy. So it's, it's about, definitely not a happy it's ending. It's about like, <laughs> like the modern never. family and then the original mom getting cancer. So yeah, no, that's definitely not a romantic comedy. I've never seen it, so I couldn't tell you. Stop. That's one of like the the character dividing questions I ask people. Like when you hear "Ain't No Mountain High Enough," do you think of Stepmom or do you think of "Remember the Titans"? Remember the Titans. I think Liz, Stepmom. What do we oh, think? Um, I saw Stepmom like a really long time ago, and I haven't seen "Remember the Titans." Yes, be mad at me. Sorry. Oh my God, Can't we have picketer, picketers outside already. <laughs> our pearls, pearls are clutched. <laughs> That's going to be like our new hashtag. Our the pearls. boys have iconic. Ours is pearls are clutched. All right, let's start selling the merch. Selling the merch. I'm clutching my pearls. We all love a good pearl necklace. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Anyone's listening to this, we're just kidding. Similar to what you all were talking about, the audience gave it a 3.92 out of 5. Okay. Is that more similar 3. to... 3.92, so that's like almost a C. Yeah, I think just because obviously the audience... One of that is, is a C, geez. 3.9 <laughs> is a C, math. sorry. I'm not a math magician. <laughs> a math magician? <laughs> Did you say a math magician? I just embarrassed the shit out of myself. Yeah, no, 3.9 out of 5 is definitely... I thought it was out of 10 at first, but now it's a 3.9 out of 7. Well, we need the boys back. Their vacation's been too long. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. I'm supposed to be the mugger. God, no. How do they have this much PTO? I don't understand. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. Anyways. <laughs> also for IMDb, has it at a 6.4 out of 10 rating with over 192,000 votes. Females overall gave it a 6.8 out of 10, while males gave it a 6.1 out of 10. Again, the highest rating is from females under 18 who gave it a 7.5, but there's only 68 votes, whereas females between 18 and 29 gave it a 6.9 with over 34,000 votes. I feel like the adolescent females gave this a higher rating because they're the ones doing all the crazy shit to their men. Absolutely. To try and... They learned the most. They were taking notes. They were taking yes. notes. <laughs> By Loveford. They actually Check. thought this was a tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> How to get a guy in 10 days. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> I tried that. I bought a love for and he let it die. <laughs> so before we move on from critics' numbers, there was a fun quote on Rotten Tomatoes yep. by Rex Reed, a top critic, who said, more an exercise in how to lose an audience in 10 oh, minutes. No. Oh, no. Way harsh I tie. thought it was hilarious. Sorry. <laughs> Did you like this movie? Uh, Are we going to say this for well, trash and treasure? We'll save that for later. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I think because I liked it. You liked it. I liked it. it yeah. I love this movie. Oh, okay. Put yeah. the love out of that. <laughs> ah, putting the L word. Let's quote. just say I thought I loved it. Um, and then you rewatch it now. I kind of had the same vibe as well, because I, I think the last time I watched this was when I was actually like 12. So oh. I've, a lot has changed since then. <laughs> I mean, but at the same time, has a lot. <laughs> I saw that love fern that you bought, TJ. <laughs> TJ let it die. Yes. Okay, so How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days was loosely based on a short comic how-to sort of book, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, The Universal Don'ts of Dating. It was written by Michelle Alexander and Jeannie Long, published by Bantam and released on October 6, 1998. The About the Author section says they survived approximately 100.5 failed relationships collectively and thought that they should write a book about how to lose a guy in 10 days since they were unsuccessful at keeping men. Right. Um, they also wrote a book called How to Get a Guy in 10 Days. Other than that, I couldn't find much on them. Did anyone find anything about these two or about the book? 
No, but I love that the author's name is Michelle, and that's like her friend in the movie. Oh. Both it's of Michelle. them. Both Easter of their friends, and they did that on purpose. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Really? Yes. Now, when you fill us in, <laughs> the two friends are named Michelle and Jeannie after the people who wrote the book. Oh, I didn't know that. Jeannie's the drama, drama, yeah. drama. Drama, drama, drama. Yeah. So, when you say it was a comic, like it was all drawn with stick figures. <laughs> I found it on Amazon. I wish I had like a screenshot of it. Right. I should have screenshot it. This movie was doomed from the start. <laughs> stick figure drawings about how to lose men. Yeah, I think so. I feel like that's a really comprehensive how-to guy, though, because I'm a visual person. So right. that, for me, you know. Do you think the love fern was in the comics? Yes. <laughs> it was drawn with a little pot and a little three sticks. That's it. It was dead. Um, okay, so we'll get a little bit into the behind the scenes of the movie. Um, Kristen Buckley and Brian Reagan co-wrote 102 Dalmatians, and then they went on. I know Holly's making a face. This isn't a visual podcast, but she's <laughs> making a face. Um, Buckley and Reagan went on to write How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, along with Burr Steers. Like we said before, it was loosely based on the how-to book written by Michelle Alexander and Jeannie Long. I have a little fun fact about Steers. He was in Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs. He was in it? Yeah. Huh. Random. Yeah. I don't know. Apparently he has like an acting career, but I didn't want to delve way too deep into that. It would have been just like a... Where is his filmography? <laughs> Show me. Pull it up. <laughs> Where are the receipts? <laughs> um, he also wrote Igby Goes Down and Pride and Prejudice in Zombies. The book? No, the, um, the screenplay, the movie. Oh. Yeah, which is kind of weird. You Pride go from, and Prejudice in Zombies. That's the name of it. Yeah. Or it's like, a movie see, about Pride and Prejudice. But, but they're zombies. With zombies. You would well, I mean, I got it. that much. It's a pretty <laughs> self-descriptive title. Like, as an English lit major, you would love it. I mean, I loved Pride and Prejudice, but I'm just saying, in Zombies. I'll loan you the book. I have okay. it. All right. Of course, my ass would have a zombie book. <laughs> um, the film was actually originally supposed to be directed by Mike Newell and star... Gwyneth Paltrow is Andy Anderson. Wow. Yeah, how do we feel about Gwyneth as Andy? I feel like she's not as likable as Kate Hudson is, so I feel like it'd be kind of hard to root for her. Yeah. I don't think she's funny. Yeah. I was gonna say, Kate Hudson like had the unique ability to be like this crazy person, but at the end of the day, I think watching it, you knew she was a cool girl. Right. I don't think Gwyneth has that same like humility to be like, I'm a cool girl. Like I can eat a hot dog or like chow down on a burger. Right. Like if Gwyneth Paltrow was doing that, you'd be like, this is awkward to watch. Gwenny, what are you doing? What are you doing, Gwen? <laughs> what are you doing? Right, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Linda Ops couldn't get Newell to settle on a date to start filming for the movie. So she picked Donald Petrie of Miss Congeniality fame Ooh. to direct this film. And then Paltrow went off to go work on the film View from the Top, and then Kate Hudson was cast. So Kate Hudson was actually coming off of her popularity from her Golden Globe winning and Oscar-worthy performance Almost in the movie. Famous. Almost Famous? Almost Famous. Yes. Yep. Um, there wasn't much that I found about who they were planning on casting the rest of the characters, but Matthew McConaughey was chosen to play Ben Barry. He, a little background on Matthew McConaughey, he first gained the attention of the public from his supporting performance in the comedy Dazed and Confused, and then became known as a leading man from his 1996 film, A Time to Kill. By the 2000s, McConaughey was frequently cast in romantic comedies, one of them being The Wedding Planner. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was all up in those romantic bitches. Yeah. J-Lo, Kate Hudson. I feel like he was in another one, but 
I he was remember. in Failure to Launch with Sarah oh, Jessica yeah, Parker. Because yeah. my, mo- my mom and I were having this conversation. She was just like, no, I didn't really like him in this one, but I liked him in Failure to Launch. I was like, I hated him in Failure to Launch. He was the worst in that movie. Yeah. That was like when he was living at his parents' house, right? Yes. Remember Which, when he was in Contact? Yes. With Jamie Foster? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so all Catherine. Right, all right, all right. All right, all right, um, So Catherine Hahn got her start playing supporting roles from... This movie, actually. Yes. And then this led her to more film roles in Anchorman and Step Brothers. Yeah, so I was reading her Wikipedia, and I guess she's kind of known in Hollywood as being, like, in everybody's movie as the best friend. Like, she's an yes. ensemble, yeah, for sure. Yeah, she's definitely, like, she's never been, like, a lead character. I want to see her in a lead role. Yeah. Come on, Catherine, rooting for you. No, she was a highlight of this movie for yeah, me. Yeah, she was so good. I liked her as the, um, the psychiatrist. Yes. But we'll the- save that. We'll save that for later. <laughs> Also, Adam Goldberg and Thomas Lennon both were already successful supporting actors, with the former performing alongside McConaughey in Days and Confuse, and the latter starring as Officer Dangle in Reno 911. Love it. I knew I recognized him from something. Yeah. Just hard to tell without the shorts. Without the shorts and the... <laughs> yeah. And the sidekicks. Yeah. And the sidekicks. <laughs> All right. So, a little background information on this dress. We're going to talk about it, because this dress was widely popular. When this movie came out, a lot of designers started making similar styles of this dress because it was super popular. Uh, that dress was designed by celebrity designer Dina Bar L. Anyone know of her? I don't. No. I just no. <laughs> love the dress. Right. The dress. No, I just remember that dress because it was like even when it, like this movie came out in what? 03? 2003, yeah. I was gonna say prom and homecoming. The subsequent like five years, like right. somebody was wearing the that dress. dress. Even at our yep. even at our sorority formal, like yes. somebody wore that dress. And you yes. and I are both nodding at each other because it was like a yellow dress. It was backless, and it was like satin. You have to have like you have to wear Spanx. No, you have to wear Spanx on Spanx on Spanx and, and be a, a size zero. Yeah, or like no. some sort of padding. Yeah. It's not no, a very but forgiving it's, dress. it's not a forgiving fabric whatsoever. But like I just remember that dress was like everywhere for the subsequent five years. And it's so pretty, like, it holds up. Like, yeah. I still want one. Yeah. I'll, I'm wearing one right now. You guys can't see it, but I'm wearing the dress right now. It's <laughs> I love you getting in character I for am, this podcast. I'm corseted. Spanked up. Spanked out. Oh, God. Ooh, spanked out. Um, the diamond that Hudson wore in the film, called the Isadora diamond, was actually a real 80-carat yellow diamond designed by Harry Winston. Harry Winston. The necklace is worth six million dollars. Seriously, it, it was no heart of the ocean. And the thing about that is, like in the movie, they're literally giving these diamonds to people to wear during the party. I would have walked out. There, yeah, it's like that would never happen in real life unless there's literally somebody following you the entire time as you're wearing them, or like a security tag on. Yeah, it or something. exactly. <laughs> just beeping as you walk out. Because right. well, when she left, they're like the Isadora, and they're like, "You guys can kill each other, but just give us back the necklace." Like. I can see why now, because it was 6.5, was right. walking out the door. I just love that Mrs. DeLauer was just a train okay, wreck. Oh, so my funny. God. We're gonna, and yeah. what's funny is I actually like looked up her character, the actress that plays her, because I was like, I wonder if she's like a person. And she's like a very famous French actress. So Really? Little, I can see that. little cameo there. Frost yourself. Anyways. Yes. <laughs> Would you order me a whiskey sour, young man? <laughs> That's gonna be me when I'm 70, just like with electric red hair like approaching men at the bar. It was like, but just like red, but just like dress. meandering myself up to a young man at the bar. Would you order me a whiskey sour, As young your man? Husband is watching. Right. <laughs> I could totally imagine that. And just like her face when they're like, Ben's prepared a little song for you, and she's like, oh. <laughs> 
We'll get into that, uh, that the music sequence oh, a little later. Come on. <laughs> we'll get into that. So in pre-production, Liz was discussing with us about the diamonds. Share that little tidbit of information. Did you know that all of the diamonds were worth over 14 million? That is insane. Yeah. That's including the six million for just that necklace. They're all ugly too. Right. Not I thought the they looked fake. Yeah. Yes, we were saying this. Like fake diamonds like look better than real I'm like somebody's ideal candidate for like a fiance. <laughs> for a cubic they're just zirconia. like this bitch wants a cubic zirconia vision that looks better than an actual muddy ass diamond. But <laughs> these blood diamonds. No, but they I feel like they, <laughs> really look, they look like shinier, they look prettier. Right. Like the ones and I agree with you in this movie, like they're not they're not that pretty. Like she's wearing that tiara, like her boss, oh, yeah. and then she's wearing like that big necklace. Like I assume it's real, just based off what you were saying. But it just it wasn't that pretty. No, I didn't even like the Isadora. I thought the Isadora looked really. The chain was weird. Like the diamond itself was gorgeous, but like the chain it was attached to, it looked like the heart of the ocean. <laughs> no, the heart of the ocean. <laughs> Which I too am wearing right now. <laughs> <laughs> with your with your yellow satin. Yes. <laughs> I just thought it looked. Clunky. Right. Yes. Clunky. That's a good word. Yeah. I think Clunky. it's just like gaudy. So. Yeah. Gaudy. Clunky, gaudy. My vocabulary has <laughs> You're expanded. Expanding. You're learning For today. my diamonds. <laughs> You're going to learn today. All righty. Filming of the movie took place in New York and Toronto. Everything that was filmed in New York were just the outer facades of the buildings. The close-up or interior shots of them eating at restaurants, hanging out in apartments, all of that was filmed in Toronto. The filming of Hudson and McConaughey at Madison Square Garden was also filmed in Toronto in front of a green screen. Wow. Yeah. The only time they're actually at Madison Square Garden is when McConaughey leaves the stadium to buy a drink and when they walk out of the game. Hmm. Really? Yep. Also, one question I have with that is, how is there going to be a Celine Dion concert and a <gasps> I'm going to bring that up. <laughs> I'm going to bring that up. Logistically, yeah. you know, <laughs> Celine would pack that house. But yeah, things I noticed. The Knicks are in the 2003 NBA Finals. False. False. The Spurs and the Nets were playing in the Finals right. that year. And Ooh. I even asked that to Gus while we were watching it. I was like, when was the last time the Knicks were in the NBA the Finals? The Knicks would never have gone to the NBA Finals. <laughs> This has nothing to do with things I noticed, but I laughed hysterically, and I'm going to call Holly Hart out. Oh, no. <laughs> because when she goes, two jumbo dogs and a couple of beers will always have you whistling a different tune. Come on. <laughs> okay, but, okay, let's, let's, let's lead up to this conversation. Because she was like, she was like, she got two tickets to the NBA Finals, and I literally thought of you during this scene, too, but I wasn't going to say anything, because I thought it was just a Holly and Erica-ism. No. But she's like, I've got two tickets, like, come with me. And she goes... I'll come with you, but I'm not putting out. And then, like, I would say something like, two stale jumbo dogs and a couple of beers, you'll be singing a different tune. <laughs> Honey. And, and you'd be like, you know what I like. Like, that's, that is literally a conversation that we would have. That is, that's why I thought of it. Yes. I laughed hysterically, and I re, I re, rewound? Is rewound a word? <laughs> you rewatched it. Did you take it. the cassette out and then rewind it? Stop dating yourself here, okay? Like, rewound? I uh, played back yes. on my TiVo. Jesus Christ. TiVo. TiVo. <laughs> Amazon Prime. It's hot. On my streaming we're, device, we're I rewound the scene. <laughs> I've lost five pounds in this heat. It's this hot. is why they, this is why they left because yes. it's so fucking hot. And we can't, we can't run the AC because Muggle will know we're here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> This is hostile work environment. I just want any lawyers that want to take on this case pro bono like just said, to know. We're gonna 
file a complaint with OSHA. This yeah. is not compliant. <laughs> Kyle's satin gold dress is see-through now <laughs> from all the sweat. It's not a very breathable material, guys. Yeah, so no, that scene was definitely, there There are two parts of this movie that I was really like, this is the Holly and Erica-ism. Oh, But 100%. it's the whole. And I think it just goes back to the whole dynamic. Like they, the people cast in these roles were actually really good and they yes. seemed like they would actually be friends. There's just a lot of like good chemistry. The, in the chemistry, movie. yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to point out one more thing okay. before we really get into experiences and all that stuff. Well, I want to point out something too after you're done Me pointing as well. out. Okay, we <laughs> can too. We can all point shit out. Let's all yeah. point it. Let's all point. Let's all just point at each other. Anyways, um, Kyle and I were discussing this in pre-production. Celine Dion. Yes. <laughs> I am wearing a Celine Dion shirt. Yes, you're very for, honest. For the being. occasion, yes. I just want to point out that. First and foremost, there would never be a Celine Dion concert on the same night as the NBA Finals. Second, the Knickerbockers would never <laughs> play Celine Dion on the big stage. Right. It is Celine motherfucking Dion. Yeah. Like she would, packs houses. There would be no one at that game. There would be no one at that game. They would make the Knicks play on the small court. Yeah. Not even on the big court. Right. The big court was saved for Celine. I'm just saying, you and I have been to a Celine Dion concert. That was the second scene, coincidentally enough, where I cried a lash <laughs> off before the concert even began. I just don't understand why they had to make them at the same venue. Right. Like, she could have just said, hey, I have these tickets, and he would have assumed that they're for the right. Knicks. And then yeah. he exactly. she could have taken them somewhere else. It didn't have to be at the same place. Yeah, but she like, could have taken him to some offsite theater. Right. She could like, have. wait, where are yeah. we going? Like, if any of that, that probably would have been more funny. Yeah. yeah. But I read somewhere, the first game was at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. The second game was at Madison Square Garden. The third game was <laughs> so, supposedly at Madison so Square just, Garden. So the opposing team is just not playing home. <laughs> exactly, that would never have happened in the NBA Finals. It, go, it goes 2-3, right. 2-1. So in NBA Finals, it typically goes 2-2, two, 1-1-1. Two, one, one, one. Right. Which brings me to the point that there would never have been a Game 3 at Madison right. Square Garden. There's just a lot of factual errors in this movie. And also, the Knicks would have never been in the exactly. NBA Finals. Yeah. Celine Dion would have never played Madison Square Garden at the same time. No. Um, so one thing I did notice that I just wanted to pick your guys' brains about. Did you see the scene where he gave beer to the dog? Yes. Yes, I did. When there's a sink literally inches away. Yes. Like, what's the point of but that? But if I was listening to 17 voicemails from the chick that I've been dating for less Trying than a week, I'm like, hi, Betty. I would medicate the dog. I would medicate myself. I would probably give my neighbor a beer right. at that point. Like, I just didn't understand the point. I guess it's just to show that he really didn't care about the dog. But PETA had a fit. Oh, yeah. What are you talking about? You love Crawl the Warrior King. <laughs> That Chinese the Chinese crusted. crusted. <laughs> Chinese crusted. Crusted. <laughs> I just wanted to point out that the phone that she was talking on, like that old school <gasps> Nokia, was Nokia. my first, was my first phone, cell yeah. phone with Snake. She was playing yeah. Snake. Yes, yeah. she was playing Snake in that bathroom, right. trying to avoid him. The buttons were like, they didn't make any sense. The buttons, you pressed them, and it was <laughs> just nine. like... T9, T9, bitches. <laughs> yes. Trying to send a text message back then. The kids don't date it. They, they don't know. The they T9. don't know what T9. I'm a, I was privilege. a professional T9. Same, I Piper. could do it without even looking. My future carpal tunnel is as a result of T9. <laughs> Pushing the button so many times. Pushing the button so many times. <laughs> so, did you notice on the magazine covers, anyone familiar at the very beginning of the movie? No. Hmm. No. Katherine Heigl. <gasps> that bitch. <laughs> Michelle is a supermodel. We didn't know. The one. Oh, no, no, Michelle. No, Michelle. Katherine Heigl. Yes. <gasps> the real person. From 27 Dresses. From so Izzy. Was she yes. uh, like a model or was she actually Katherine like, Heigl? She was just like on the front cover right. of a magazine. I didn't really recognize her. Was it composure? 
Yes, <laughs> it was convulsions. Yeah, they were showing all the different the highest covers, growing women's magazine. Yes. And they go to Cosmo in what's her name, Andy's office. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. If you go to a minute seven, you can see that. <gasps> we're gonna play it later. Yeah. <laughs> That is a good seven. fun fact. Did you guys also notice when they were sunbathing on the roof, they were wearing pants? <laughs> I noticed that too. And I was like, New York's weird. Here's the thing. We live in California, right. so we have like this whole like different bias. I remember I was in Houston in December and everybody was outside and it's like 60 degrees. And me, I'm like bundled up, like trying to watch a football game. Like, no, no, let's go inside. And they're like, no, this is our best weather. And so they were all sitting outside wearing jackets because there was no humidity. So it's just like, New York is probably like, that's their optimal time. Right. Speaking about New York, is traffic in New York that bad? Yes. Like really that bad where everyone's just dead stop in the intersection? That's why they take like public transportation everywhere, like subways and stuff, because you can't drive. I just thought maybe they're trying to deter tourists from going over there. Could have been. I don't know, but it looks really bad, and I would never want to go to New York. We'll ask the boys when we get back home. Yes. Yeah. How are you? I wonder dogs, how about boys? the traffic. <laughs> how are you hot dogs and how is the traffic? How are you still jumbo dogs? <laughs> With a couple of beers. Jason was whistling a different tune. <laughs> All right, let's go to our experiences. I'll start off with Elizabeth. Tell me about your experience. So I had seen this movie and I remember really liking it when I was younger and thinking it was like the most adorable and Matthew McConaughey's great and whatever. But watching it, preparing for this podcast, it was just everything like hit me a little bit different. Right. Some of the stuff that he said, some of the things that went on. I'll just leave it at that for now. Okay. We'll bring it up during Trash and Treasure. Right. Okay. Holly? I remember seeing it when it first came out because that was like that movie. It's like, oh, have you seen this movie? And like I said, it was the dress that launched a thousand dresses. (laughs) Um, But I kind of agree with Elizabeth. Like I had the same thing with my best friend's wedding. Like you watch it when you're younger and then like you kind of watch it again. Like because I watched it like before I really started dating and really started understanding the games that go into relationships and like trying to appear desirable and what to do and what not to do. Um, But I think as you get older and as you date more and more, like now I can look at it. I'm like, it's hilarious because it's so funny but times are so different with like the technology that we have. So it's, and that's what I kind of wanted to get at a little bit. Cause there was this scene that I will say in today's times, it's a little bit different, but I saw it when it first came out and I've watched it. It's one of those movies, like the guys always say, it's one of those movies that when it's on TV, you watch it, yeah, I'll watch absolutely. it and I love it and it makes me laugh and I think it's entertaining, but do I think it is like cinematic plot excellence? Probably not, right. but I'll watch it. Right. Yeah. Kyle? I actually remember pretty vividly. The first time I watched this, um, my local Albertsons actually had video <laughs> rentals. I'm done with yeah, that right now. Yeah, so they had video rentals. And we had rented it one day, and I watched it as a family <laughs> with, with my <laughs> mother. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Crystal Jane. <laughs> yes. I was, like I said, this movie came out, so I was 12 when it came out. But what? I do remember, like, I think it was like a two day rental and I liked it so much. I would think I watched it like three times in the span of two days. Were you took that one back? (laughs) You took the one back to the bedroom and watched it again. Yeah. On VHS. Yeah. So were you Andy or were you Ben? I think I was Andy. Oh my God. (laughs) I currently am Andy. Oh my God. You are. (laughs) You are a cool girl. (laughs) You are. Um, But yeah, I mean, so I probably hadn't seen it since then, but just like Elizabeth, a lot of the stuff that I kind of liked about the movie back then when I watched it again this time kind of didn't hold as much this time around probably Mm -hmm. because I'm older now and it just logistically and like plot wise this movie just doesn't make any sense to me (laughs) yeah I can see that my first experience watching this my aunt and I we oddly enough 
like to watch romantic comedies together. She's the same aunt that I watched my best friend's right. wedding with when I was younger. Um, so this came out. She's like, do you want to come see this movie with me? And I, of course, said yes. It's our thing. I liked it a lot. I thought it was hilarious. I thought Kate Hudson did great as Andy. But like we all discussed, re-watching it later on in life, yeah, it's kind of a weird, weird thing. A lot of like gender stereotypes. Exactly. And I'm like, oh, no. Like, right. Yeah. Ben, you're kind of a jerk. Right. But with that Love being it. said, trash and treasure. Elizabeth, we will start with you. What is your trash and treasure? I guess I'll start with trash. Her boss says, I'm trying to remember which character it was. We were all talking about her. The red-headed friend. Michelle. 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 Kath- Catherine, whatever. Michelle says, I haven't eaten since the split. <laughs> we just talked about this. And her boss says, good for you. And I'm like. Yeah. I think how, it kind of like how sets great does Michelle look. Yeah, it, <laughs> everyone's yes, but I think kind of like sets the tone to the fact that they work for a very like superficial magazine. Um, you know, obviously fastest a, growing women's magazine. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's not very uh, image friendly what they're focusing on. So yeah. I think that's what the point of that. Did you know that leads me to a fun fact? Did you know that composure is modeled after? Cosmo. Yeah, which yeah. Cosmo tells you to pretty much stop eating after yeah. every breakup. So <laughs> I feel true. like we're on par there. Right. It also Did, tells you to do weird things with ice cubes that nobody's down for. So. Okay, we'll, I, we'll I'm sidebar not, later. I, <laughs> teach me, teach me. Doesn't this movie remind you of like a lot of other movies kind of from the same era, like 13 Going on 30, mm-hmm. Never Been Kissed. Yes. It's the same nostalgia, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's the archetype of like the glamorous uh, young female working in New York for like a magazine trying to, you know, the advance. devil wears Prada. Exactly. So it's kind of like it very much was like of the time. Yeah. This movie. Agreed. Another fun fact off of that. Did you know that the scenes that took place in the composure offices were shot at the Condé Nast building mm. in New York City? So that's huh. where like Vogue, right? Vogue, GQ, Allure, and Glamour digest. in real yeah. life. <laughs> wow. Architectural digest. I get really excited. Sorry, I love Architectural Digest. Oh my God. I have a subscription to Vogue and Architectural Digest. I feel like I have to disclose that. Yeah. Uh, another trash, Ben. Ben is uh, trash. As Go a ahead. person, as a whole. Yes. 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 As a person, as a whole, everything that comes out of his mouth, I just cannot believe I thought that this was cute at one point. Right. He when says, you know better, you do better, right? He says so many awful things that yeah. it's, it's just, like I quoted a lot, a I lot like I quotes. did for... Let's hear them. Let's yeah. hear them. I love your quotes. <laughs> Hit me with them. Unattached? Question mark. Surprising. I hate it when guys say that. I'm sorry. Like, what are you saying? Like, also, what are you really saying? Can you do it in a Matthew McConaughey voice? <laughs> Texas accent. Texas accent. I can't, I can't do it. Bullshit, mama. <laughs> I call bullshit. <laughs> okay, we're going to leave the accents to Kyle. Okay. Uh, another one. She calls him on the phone after the roses and says, I got an embarrassing display. And he says, you're welcome. Ugh. She says, "Going to the game. I'm going to the game with someone else. And he says, not anymore. I would be pissed if someone decided what I was going to do with my NBA finals tickets. And I feel like that happens a lot throughout the movie. He's constantly right. making decisions for her, not asking her questions, not asking about her feelings, not asking what she wants. Just like, this is what it is. 
deal with it. Right. But I also feel like from the movie's perspective, and I totally agree with you, but the way that they've edited it is like, oh, I purposely left the Knicks tickets in there. So you almost give him the pass. Right. But even exactly. though that, like, if a guy was to say that to me and I was taking Erica to an NBA finals game, like, and a guy was like, no, you're not taking your best friend. I'd be like, first of all, eat Fuck several you. dicks. <laughs> well, I'm taking my best friend. Well, but like, but the, no, but the fact that the editing eats several, several dicks. <laughs> Sorry. But if a guy told me like, no, you're not, you're taking me now. I'd be like, no, I won't. But like the editing, like, you know, like she's like, right. I left the tickets in my purse. Like I'm going to bring there's, him. Like, there's a grand is, plan that she right. has. Almost this way that the, the movie edits the film that you forgive him. Cause you're like, oh, she wants to it's take him anyway. Yeah. yeah. yeah you're like, he wants to take him. And then you're like, oh, he's going to get his. Don't worry. Like. I just want to point out that Holly got Celine Dion tickets for her birthday or Christmas one year. Yeah, and I brought Erica, not my boyfriend. <laughs> so there you go, yeah. Benjamin Berry. So I'm not just preaching this stuff, I'm teaching this stuff, like, okay? How pissed would you be if a guy went through your bag? And, I'd be pissed. Yeah. Are you Okay, have you dated a guy in the last five years? Like, our purse is their purse. They know I have chapstick, right. they know I have I gum, that. they know I have but snacks, like they know I have treats. second like, day that they met. There could have been some weird shit in there. Yeah. Some right. Tater tots. Holly has tater tots. <laughs> I have raviolis. Okay. First and foremost, I need carbs and I need protein late at night. Okay. They're going to find raviolis. my tahine. My tahine yeah. for my beers so like in if, there. If I were to look in your guys' bag right now, what would be in there? Tahine. My bag's in my car, but there's okay, tahine. You're going to have in a there. Tide pen. You're going to have a business card holder. Yes, yes. Car keys. Car keys, yep. Wallet. Mm -hmm. A speeding ticket. <laughs> oh, no. Boss, please don't listen. Are you oh, speeding no. again? <laughs> yes. This is Holly's eighth speeding ticket this no, year. No, it is not. I've never been convicted of a single one. She's a girl on the go. Much like Andy Anderson. Oh. I'm a spirited driver, okay? Spirited. Yeah, my purse has a tiny tahine bottle. Right. Because I'm as never a know. judge. Yeah. As a judge. You never know. My wallet and like, that's it. But whatever. Go ahead, So my final, my final straw with Ben was him catching her on the bridge yes, and telling the cab driver to take her luggage back to her place and she has alternate transportation. I was like, did you ask me how I felt? <laughs> did you ask me what I wanted? No, you're just gonna go ahead and like hand the dude a couple 20s and make decisions for me. Also, And we're like swept up by it. Right. Like we're yeah. like, oh, it's so cute. Like, no. And not only that, but she was going to a job interview to advance right. her career. Right, yeah. and it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't care what you have planned for your life. Right. I want you here with me. Exactly. Yeah. Period. Like, yeah. what? It's like, I'm sorry, Ben. Are you going to pay the bills? Yeah. Didn't think so. Yeah. Yeah, with your shitty ass job. <laughs> um, but also in Ben's defense, she's leaving New York City to write about politics. I'm like, you live in New York. Like, exactly. you can write about you politics. Again, but these are the concessions Bottles. that mentally we make. Yeah, but like, I 100% agree. If a guy was like, I got this, like, take her shit back to her house, I'm gonna drive her. I'd be like, first of all, I'm staying with my stuff. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't this, trust this dude. cab driver. What if that cab driver took it and pawned it? Exactly. Right? There go her panties all first over. First of all, he's got this schmuck's money. Yeah. Now he's got her shit. So like, it's a win -win this is an for this guy. entrepreneurial <laughs> opportunity. Right, precisely. I would have sold it. Right. Okay, so I'll move on to Treasure. The soundtrack is great. Oh, yes. Keep the Urban, right where he needs to be. I didn't notice really any See, of the here's the thing it's like Erica and I were both in the same sorority, and we used to sing It Feels Like Home, which, which is the shower the banging scene. Uh, okay. So it has special meaning to us because right. it's banging in the shower, <laughs> sorority. 
all those Brings culminated into one. Smells like college. Jackie, I hope you're not listening to banging in the shower right now. I'm sorry. In the movie. They bang in the shower to that song. Oh, okay. Well, I think that may be the only scene that I can like forget how much of a dick he is. Yes. He was very sweet to her. He right. So he took her For those off. like five minutes. But, like we're supposed to fall in love with him because he offered to change the baby's diaper. <laughs> I'm going to get into that, but go ahead. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. I do I, love the soundtrack, though. I, yeah, the soundtrack is pretty great. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. I loved how Andy said, look here, Sparky, more than once. Yeah, I loved right. the Sparky thing, like, putting him in his place. So she's, she's a strong, independent female. Right. She has a master's but, in journalism from Columbia. There yeah. you go. She's an Ivy League girl. <laughs> she's an Ivy. <laughs> okay, my last one. Andy singing Mary Had a Little Lamb with the lamb on her plate. Oh my God. As a vegetarian. <laughs> You're a vegetarian? Was, yeah. Oh shit, I didn't know that. So I'm I, over here bringing hot dogs and shit to your house. As I'm eating a steak. Yeah. <laughs> from my pocket. My apologies. <laughs> my so I thought it was hilarious, but did you notice that they're eating crab legs at the beginning? Yes. Right. We're going to all of a sudden, after this. She's eating she's, a burger in her office. Yeah. And then yeah. all of a sudden he makes lamb and she's vegetarian. Yeah. Holes. Right. But now I know going forward to put some cheese raviolis in my evening bag for you so you can have some <laughs> Thanks, Holly. Good looking at <laughs> Some veggie friendly raviolis in my evening bag. Yeah, I feel like a dick now. I've been bringing hot dogs and like lamb <laughs> chops and shit over. All right. Holly, trash and treasure. Okay, so I'm going to start with my trash. This is a very random observation that I made that you guys probably do not have in your trash, but Matthew McConaughey wears a ring on his right hand. I noticed that. I, did notice I noticed that. that. You guys yeah. know. Okay, thanks. But why? No, it just bought. I think guys that wear like rings. This is, no, no, but not guys. I don't know how to say this nicely, but guys that wear rings are typically douchebags outside of their wedding <laughs> ring. That's a very bold statement. Kerwin's ghost is very upset with that statement. <laughs> it's an opinion, guys. At me, Holly Hart. Thank you. I felt like this movie also kind of chucked up gender norms. It was just like the men are hyper masculine, like right. she isn't interested in sports, but he's like, ooh. But then she also plays up like the Celine Dion concert. Cinematic adventure and gender norms. Conflicting. Conflicting, right. exactly. I also wanted to know why she had Vagisil <laughs> in his bathroom. Casually. I think she was just doing that for shock value. Yeah, absolutely. Shock I think so too. I mean, tampons would have done it. I feel like, like I would have stopped there. there. That's Vagisil. I don't know. I just think if you've been in a long-term relationship, you're used to seeing the tampons and stuff. Right. Kind of deal. So definitely the Vagisil was there for the shock factor. Yeah. Like, yes. I feel like if she just put tampons in there, cool, my girlfriend's on her period, whatever. I don't give a shit. But Vagisil, that raises questions. Yes. Another big trash I have with this movie, which I feel like everybody has trash with this, is the first time that they engage in canoodling if you will mm -hmm. is in the shower at his parents house right like where are your parents at were they there also, they were there was children running around they're not only that but they were when they got splashed by the water truck or whatever mm -hmm. they're like laughing about it i'd be afraid that i got e coli <laughs> <laughs> on staten island yes staten yes island. <laughs> like the that's staten not a romantic moment dump. for me no. i'm sorry did you notice too that I think there was a scene right after they got out of the shower, they were wearing the same clothes, like it was the yes. first scene. And all of a sudden their clothes are clean. I'm like, you didn't bring another outfit. You knew you were staying the right. night. What are we doing? Yeah. And you got nasty. swamp water. You nasty. You. <laughs> <Swamp> Eco life. <laughs> no, I just I didn't think like that would be the first time that like I understood it because she was like kind of in cool girl mode right. and he'd like proven throughout the day, like she saw him with kids, she saw him with his family. He was like, Oh, chicks dig motorcycles, and that was like right before they got splashed, and then they got splashed. She's like, Oh, chicks dig this. So I felt like it was the same thing. Like she kind of like 
called him out like with the sparky stuff and like kind of called him out on his masculine things right. but having sex in the shower at your parents house for the first time problematic <laughs> um yes uh the musical snack ensemble that they did like the the musical so number vain. yeah no, no it's the musical snack yeah. for mrs delauer like singing you are so vain i didn't think it was like and then his little ad libs of like trying to make it rhyme right. it was just an awkward situation it all felt around out of place it did in the movie it did and it should have just took the regular song and I it would have been it kinda, fine it kind of goes back to like um my best friend's wedding how that scene the music with don't talk say, to me about the crap. Say a little prayer for you. It's like obviously that's a very um, <laughs> that one was just kind of like a hodgepodge yeah. scene of misfits. This here, was just like it could have been a conversation. She could have taken the mic and been like, "Here's Benjamin right. Barry. He's a colossal piece of shit." And, and then he could have been like, "Well, Andy Anderson, I was yeah. part of your professional upcoming as well." I just feel like they were trying to make that into a a thing, a thing, but yeah. it just didn't yeah. land well. I also just want to point out that we've been watching a lot of movies eating with crabs, crabs. <laughs> eating crabs, and I'm craving crabs. So we're gonna go moment. right after. We Let's go get this. some crabs. <laughs> um, another trash that drove me crazy was that Lana, her boss, was telling her like, "You can't write about peace in Tajikistan until your column is a must-read." Right. And then, literally five minutes after that meeting, I don't want to say literally because it's probably not literally. It's probably like two minutes after that meeting. Mm-hmm. They're introducing him to the ad execs from um, Ben Barry's company. Right. Mm-hmm. And she's going down the line and she's like, oh, Andy, I've read your column. Right. And so, so it's just like, you have brand recognition at that point. Yeah. yeah. People so know like, who she is. Like, yeah. No, but it's just like, they went through the line of like introducing people and they're like, oh, Andy, I've read your column. It's yeah. like, at this point, I would consider that a must read from <laughs> yeah. an ad executive, Absolutely. but that's just me. Um, I didn't like Mike coming back to Michelle at the end of the movie. Oh Do you my guys God. remember that? Yes, I hated that part. I just feel like that reinforces the wrong behavior because she cried after sex, called him a million times, told him what she had to eat that day. It just like reinforces the wrong behavior. She literally like, didn't eat after the breakup. And I would have wanted her to meet like a new normal guy and then like what she had learned and, like, from Andy to change her behaviors. Right, to be like, yeah. I can be a normal person, but like when you have the same guy come back with all the stuff that she's learned I feel like it's just reinforcing the wrong behavior and then finally for my final trash when she had him go get her a coke he brought it back with no lid (laughs) yes unacceptable it's food safety violation (laughs) also also didn't pay for the soda yeah (laughs) he left he robbed that poor man who was trying to make a decent living not only is he a male chauvinist but he also is a thief yes (laughs) you stole that soda no but just bringing back in someone a soda with no lid at a sporting event it's just that fat man next to her was gonna spill there was like flailing arms it's fourth quarter people are excited right it's dangerous that Knicks jersey was cheap but it ain't that cheap (laughs) it's an accident waiting to happen ladies and gentlemen Um, so getting it into my treasure First and foremost, there was a scene that resonated with me personally, spiritually, emotionally, every way that you can connect with an audience member. And it's when Kate Hudson was like, oh, there's a cute guy over at the bar. Don't look. And her friends immediately <laughs> look. We've all done that. I look all the time. Erica time. is the worst at that. Because like, I, even, I even go with a where. No, she really does. She really does. It's terrible because she'll be like, oh my gosh, someone right behind you is like super hot. And I'll do the whole like scratching my head, trying to like eventually like turn it and then I'll turn around and look. But it's not. But like Erica, you could be like, oh my God, look at that. Look at that. And she'd be like, where? Like, like, like whips around. Yeah, yes. like breaks her so neck I from the whiplash. felt that. And then Kate Hudson. Guilty. Is even like guys like <laughs> that is me in that situation Guilty. 
Um, I loved her friend Jeannie with the drama, 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 like holding two martinis, just drama, drama, (laughs) drama, like that is life. Um, Catherine Hahn in this movie, I thought she was an absolute treasure throughout. Like she, she owned it. She was who she was. Her as the therapist. I'm like, Catherine Hahn needs to be a leading lady. (laughs) Leading lady. She's amazing. She's like, you owe me $300. (laughs) (laughs) Kate Hudson, I thought she did a really good performance because she has these moments where she's like, batshit crazy but then you can see on her face like what am I doing like Absolutely. why did I just say this when and she, so you still believe that she's the cool girl at like the end of it when she got back to the elevator and she's like fuck like, yes <laughs> she's like what the she's like call me or I'll call you and then she goes what the fuck like to herself or when like, the couple's therapy and she yes. was like couple's therapy yes Benjamin and then she walks away and she's like <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. No, but she has these moments where it's just like you still believe that she's a cool girl and Absolutely. she's just like, I am being batshit crazy. Right. So I just love also that Kate Hudson doesn't shit on Michelle right. like during her assessment. Like she's like, she's a wonderful girl. She's an amazing girl. Like she took that opportunity where like a coworker was like, I'm going to write about Michelle's personal life. And she protected her girl. And I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, she's a girl's girl. Women supporting women. Yeah. Women and she was like, women. she's an amazing girl, but she makes these mistakes. And I, you can tell fundamentally, she's like, I would never do that shit. I would never do some of the stuff that she does. And she tries to delicately tell her that, but like she defends her friend. Absolutely. And I love how in their like private conversations, she says these things like, oh, I cried or I did this, or I called him in the middle of the night to tell him what I had for lunch. And she's like, what's wrong with that? And they're looking at her like, right. So I think it's, it's real that you have these conversations with your friends right. like on this private level, but yes. in front of other people you defend 100%. them right. stand up for I mean them. I yeah. I uh I don't talk shit about Holly to yes. Holly's face. <laughs> yes, you do. You only talk shit to my talk face. To That's face. true. I don't want to call it talking shit. We like to razz each other. Right. But we've mentioned in previous podcasts, if any other bitch talked about Holly Hart, they would catch these hands. Yes, same. Like, to your face, I will tell you, you're a psycho. (laughs) But behind closed doors, I mean, in in front of other people, I'm like, she is an angel. (laughs) She's a sweet angel, baby. She has an English lit degree. She is phenomenal. She's smart. She She makes six figures. Harvard of the West. (laughs) (laughs) She attended the Harvard of the West. She will sell you the coldest beer you've ever drank in your life. Um, but I do think that Michelle kind of represents like the stereotypical female crazy friend. Crazy. Yeah. We all have so. that. We all have that friend. Erica's looking at me. And I'm looking at her. <laughs> yes. No one's looking at me. No one's looking at you. Because you're smooth like butter in relationships. Holly's um, looking at Erica. Erica's looking at Holly. Who's, who's looking, looking at, at you, <laughs> Kyle? Call who's back. looking at you? Call back to my best friend. We're not looking at Liz because Liz is the coolest one of all of us. This so. <laughs> is the coolest one here. Liz isn't crazy. She knows what she wants. <laughs> She's like, I just want a cold beer. And I don't want any burger. drama. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm set. I want a veggie dog. She'll be singing a different song. <laughs> we'll let Jason know to buy you a veggie dog. <laughs> and a couple of cold beers. <laughs> Modelo with a little michelada sauce. Another treasure that I had was as much as we shit on Ben, as much as we like Andy, their chemistry together. Absolutely. Is just undeniable. I, lo- I loved that because it made it so much more believable that like he would actually like stay with well, the moments when she was cool and he was like, oh, she's a cool girl. And then like when she was a little bit crazy, like they still had that chemistry. Right. And then finally, actually, no, not finally. So the last two characters that I loved, Mrs. DeLauer. <laughs> Because she reminds me of me in 50 years. Can you give me Just a whiskey salad, darling? <laughs> Young man. <laughs> Frost yourselves. <laughs> in front of the green screen. But just like with two buff dudes uh, yeah. like behind her. And she's like 
frost Plus, yourself. Like, I love that. It's probably her husband's company and she's like the face of it. 100%. <laughs> like that's what they even said at one point. It's like Mr. DeLauer controls 70% of the world's diamonds right. and Mrs. DeLauer controls, controls Mr. DeLauer. Yep. But I also love that moment where Mrs. DeLauer is like flame flamelessly where Mrs. DeLauer is shamelessly flirting with Ben at the bar and Kate Hudson's character Andy like sees them and she just like laughs she's just like this is amazing (laughs) like that's when you know like in essence like those moments where she's like not trying to be crazy or not trying to lose the guy like where she's just like it is what it is the 70 year old woman's flirting with my boyfriend and she's cool about it last and finally not least Uncle Arnie (laughs) <laughs> Cinematic gem. Right. That is Kerwin if he were to star in a film. I mean, Kerwin's not outwardly as gassy, but if we gave it 50 years, I feel like he would be. It's only going to Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> Kerwin's not outwardly gassy? Kerwin has never farted in my general vicinity, so that's how I know we're still in our honeymoon maybe phase, like, okay? Maybe like fart, like in walk the, into the room. Maybe he cropped us a couple times, but it's silent, okay? I'm not... In the 13 years I've known Kerwin, he farts in my vicinity. <laughs> At least twice a week. <laughs> Purposefully? Purposefully. So what vicinity are we talking here? I don't know. Your Hope, person? A person. Hopefully my mouth's not open. <laughs> Your mouth is always open, Eli Manning. Like, I'm a mouth breather. <laughs> you are a mouth breather. I'm just saying, Corwin has never farted in my general vicinity. Right. After Corwin is a in decade. New York, he's in New York farting on people right now. He probably is crop dusting the shit out of the New York subway system. He let's is. be honest. Um, but that's all I have for Trash or Treasure. All right. Kyle? My trash for the movie... It's kind of a broad one. Um, I do think that the entire premise of the movie is a little bit unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Um, well, especially in today's time. Like this yes, is the thing. This is absolutely. this is one point. Sorry to hijack your trash or treasure, but the scene where she makes the blending of their kids. Yes. I'm like that is probably that is an app. Like I've done that at some point. I feel like when you take somebody's face with your own face and you blend it, right. and now you like put it into an app, and all of a sudden right. it's like not crazy. Yeah. So I get it, especially on Andy's side, where you know she has to write the article, she has to be undercover and do this for the sake of her job. But I just feel like on Ben's side, and what world does you landing an account? Is it going to be based off of how well you're able to seduce women? Right. <laughs> Which I get. I mean, they're they're making a very, like, it's pretty much a stretch when they're saying, like, oh, you don't relate to women. You don't understand what they want, blah, blah, blah. But are talking about love, not yeah, less. It just, it doesn't, it didn't make sense to me. Overall, I just feel like the entire premise of the movie just is not the strongest plot. Right. But it's um, hilarious to it watch. It is hilarious okay. to watch, yeah. Um, another thing, I mean, you guys already kind of touched on a lot of the stuff that I didn't necessarily like about the movie, but... Probably, the right hand ring. Yeah, the right yeah. hand ring, you know, obviously Ben's character as a whole. Um, but I think the biggest thing was just at the end of it. It's like we're supposed to be impressed about the fact that, you know, he stopped her in the middle of a bridge while she was on the way to advance her career. Right. You did the bare minimum. We're exactly. going to give you the girl. You that, can't see my eyes, but they're rolling. Yeah. <laughs> not, not only that, but in the middle of traffic, putting her in danger. <laughs> How did they got hit by like other taxi absolutely, cabs? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but overall, I mean, those things aside, I still really did enjoy the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as my treasures go, I think probably the number one thing that I took away from this movie, even as a kid, was the whole yellow gold dress at the end. Oh my god, you're <laughs> queen. Yeah, you? it's a you treasure. Know, for the podcast. That explains I, the outfit the today. Outfit, exactly. <laughs> Wish you guys could see this. I look great. <laughs> He's sweating through it, though, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll let him have it. Right, but... 
I think that honestly, it, the fact that a p article of clothing could really have such an impact and kind of be such a memorable part of the movie kind of says a lot. Well, I have to ask because you guys are both a little bit younger. Like, was it still relevant when you guys did Homecoming and Prom and like all that different stuff? I was in the sixth grade, so <laughs> it didn't really make sense. <laughs> I wasn't that much older, but I don't really remember right. that as right. much. Like, oh my God. I just remember the satin backless mm -hmm. dresses. Eric and I are just nodding to There was a lot like, of that at our prom. Absolutely. And honestly, yeah. So, it just but it was just like show. it wasn't as tailored correctly, and this is why I remember it because it was just done wrong. <laughs> and there's like some bitch. butt tracks hanging see out. Every line, yeah. You're lines. not her. No. You were a frumpy bitch. You're, you got out. that from Wet Seal. We we know it, <laughs> and right. it shows. Wet Seal. <laughs> Wet Seal. Okay, Windsor. maybe you are an old bitch. And I just didn't know you just dated yourself. Um, but probably. One thing that I did like from the movie is the whole card game that they were playing. Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah, because I, funny enough, I actually knew how to play that game when I watched this. I'm so pure of heart. <laughs> yeah, so I just feel like it was such a good way to kind of like symbolize both of them kind of like double crossing each other. Um, you know what I mean? Oh my God. Yeah, because they're literally yeah. calling bullshit at each other in the game. Yes. And they're both kind of playing a certain part in the movie, so. Wow. But I just love it because I picked up on that as well, yeah. of him just like, oh, I can read people. Absolutely. And it's like, dude, you're getting played like a goddamn <laughs> fiddle. Absolutely, yeah. And you're sitting here saying you can read yeah. people. So yeah. I just thought that whole like scene, it just, it they didn't have to go that hard with the literary analysis, but, but they, they did. did it. <laughs> they did it for us. <laughs> um, I love that game. Right. Um, but overall, I, I mean, another one of my treasures is just the chemistry, like colleagues yes. mentioned with Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson, because I feel like if it was any other two people, it probably wouldn't have worked as well. Right. Um, just because their chemistry really held the movie together. And even despite like the, you know, weak plot points and like certain things that were very unrealistic, just the way that they were on screen together really just brought in for me. Think back to like the first date that they had right. when they're just like having that conversation. Like, oh, I just legs? have some questions. Yes, the crab oh legs, God, the crab which legs. launched a thousand cravings. <laughs> but when they're when they're having that conversation, and he, she's like, I just have some questions. And he's like, some sounds pretty. I like just the way that they're conversing. Yeah. You're just like, I am with this. Right. Like, this is good. It wouldn't have been the same with Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> Gwenny. Yeah. Little Gwen. Gwen. What about you, Erica? Oh, my trash and treasure. Sorry. Okay, I'm gonna make this quick because it's freaking hot. <laughs> um, okay, trashed. Ben is kind of a jerk at the beginning, like we've all discussed. I think we decided Ben is a jerk throughout the duration. Dur but <laughs> even duration, you're right. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. Um, trash. Apparently, taking your man to see Celine Dion is crazy. My man should feel hashtag blessed that I took him to see a Celine yeah. Dion concert. That's Do not gender prescribe that Celine Dion is not allowed no. for men. <laughs> Celine well, Dion just, goes beyond gender. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying, if a guy, that's how you know it's real, when I want to take a dude to Celine Dion. Or Phil Collins. <laughs> it's a religious or, experience I will never take a man to Celine Dion, but if I were to, because Holly Hart will forever have my Celine Dion key to my heart. Plus one. Plus one. <laughs> um, if I were to ask a man, want to go to see Celine Dion? Because chances are Holly couldn't go. It's the only time. <laughs> the only time. You better feel blessed that you get to see Miss Celine. I 100% agree. Agree. Trash. Ben is playing Nellie's hot in here. Why? <laughs> Why? Wait, wait, which scene? No, to when, get it in. Like yeah. he's, he turns it off because he's like marathon, not, not a sprint. sprint. Right. When, when he lights the candles the and he plays oh. Nellie hot in here. If a guy plays Nellie hot in here, I just assume he can't afford air conditioning. Like. 
And it is well, indeed very hot in here. And it is very <laughs> hot. Really, my ringtone. So, Maga, <laughs> our clothes are off. God, if only the, the boys am, were here to see this. I am getting so hot. Four naked ladies. Kyla's clothes off. <laughs> Satin dress is coming off. <laughs> Jesus Christ! The raffiolis right. are out. <laughs> it's too hot. Elizabeth is making pasta in this hot weather. Alrighty, uh, another trash. Buying your partner a dog isn't crazy it's encourage someone buy me a fucking dog please. yeah i mean i just think Holly's <laughs> obviously on this dog dogs <laughs> we're gonna let holly take a sip yeah. of water Sorry. <laughs> go ahead perched i just feel like obviously a dog is a huge commitment so they're just trying to illustrate the whole thing that she's jumping way too quick into this relationship because but i what, understand what, that what, what shit buy me a dog i'm proud no four days in you're buying yeah. someone a dog Come on. i just want one it took I me have, three years in my last relationship just, to buy a dog with someone. I like, just want a puppy. Let me have a puppy. I just feel like the timelines in this movie are all way off for everything. I yeah, mean, totally I, it's agree. impossible to fall fully fledged in love with somebody in 10 days. And they you're meeting have, the parents, what, ex- like seven day days in? Like, yeah. what are we doing? Why have none of us gotten into the call with Glenda? Yeah. Yes. No. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Hang on. We're getting there. Oh, this is trash. I was like, sorry. We're not. I, I have a habit of doing this, interrupting people's trash or treasure. No, like, why haven't is, we gotten into this? And they're like, let me continue. <laughs> Let me continue. This is it. Okay. Um, trash. All of a sudden, as Kyle pointed out, Ben is a good guy because he changed his nephew's diaper. Yes. No. My ovaries have exploded. Oh my God. There's, want, here's all, the thing. All there's, over the table. There's this dynamic though. Like I, when I see a guy with a kid, that's not a turn on to me, but it's some not. of my girlfriends, they see a guy with a kid yeah. and they're like turned on by it. Well, they're like, like, oh, he's a good dad. I'm like, yes, he's somebody else's partner and father. <laughs> like that's not attractive. I think like, or if they see a guy like changing a diaper or whatever. Yeah. Chances are it's his niece or nephew. Chances are he's probably not going to act that way. Right. I'm sorry. Chances are it's his child. I if he's changing a diaper goes back to like biologically like when women see something like that it kind of incites like a reaction inside of you that's like not yes, i i'm not i want I. to i want to mate no i'm not into it whatever yeah. trash whose girlfriend of two days calls their mom <laughs> <laughs> because if my supposed boyfriend of two days called jacks right I'd kind of be like, what are you doing? Right. She's handing out my baby photos. I'd be pissed at my mom first and foremost. And so, I'm sorry, so but welcoming. I literally texted your mom one birthday for your baby photos and she sent me over the worst ones. <laughs> okay, first and foremost, you've been my significant other for the last- For a decade. Yeah, over a decade. Yeah, you were going texting, on 15 years, Aaron. You weren't texting my mother two days into our relationship. <laughs> Asking her for photos. But I feel like she'd be ready and willing to send your disgusting baby photos because she needed to let everyone know what she endured during her childhood. Okay, well, you know what? Gail ain't so innocent either. Giving birth to the sloth from the Goonies. Gail, Gail had to write Holly's name on her shirt because Holly didn't even know her own goddamn name. First of all, I was six months old. Second of all, I was disgusting. Third of all, that's my favorite photo. <laughs> that's your favorite photo. Okay, trash how pissed they were at each other outside the gala. They literally were trying to destroy each other's lives. Exactly. And then now all of a sudden their feelings are hurt. You guys are doing the same exact shit to each other. Anyone elaborate on that? No, No? I mean, yeah, I just feel like honestly at the end, it's just (laughs) karma got to both of them. They both got what they deserved and you really can't be mad at it when they're doing the exact same thing to the other one. 
Right. My big question is like, why couldn't she just lie for the article yes. and be like, we broke up. It is what it is. But secretly like salvage that shit. Right. Like oh, you yeah. have a master's in journalism Full from rain. Columbia. I'm sure you took a creative writing course here yeah. or there somewhere. Like you could have ended it in a colossal way, but continued to date the dude. Yeah. Full yeah why then be honest? And then just been like, yo, I'm writing this little article started off as an experiment. Actually figured out I liked you, right. yeah. like, and so I just kind of same abridged the ending. But like, same with him, he actually ended up liking her. Uh, but I feel like his is like worse. It his is make, worse. It make, yeah, because he's saying I can make any female right. Fall in love so with hers me. was like I can drive away a guy in ten days by doing these like obnoxious behaviors, right. which is like any guy we could call the boys right now and be like, oh, if I did this, what what would happen? And right. it'd be like, I'd it'd be an a lot of guys, deal breaker. and they'd be like, yeah, no, you're out. Yeah, yeah, the diet coke scene where it's like, get me a coke with 40 seconds left in the fourth quarter they'd right. be like uh bye get but your for, own damn diet yeah, coke but for him it's like he's fully playing with somebody's his emotions his is a chauvinistic yeah. asshole yeah. bet like I can make any girl fall in love with me which right. goes back to like your assessment of this guy being an asshole hers is just like I can drive a guy away but his is worse by like I can make any girl fall in love with right. me is it me or is it just this little bet that you're on right yeah it's very similar to like never been kissed oh yeah where she's like undercover she's you know doing this for a story and then she ends up falling in love with the person that she's not supposed to so yeah. I just feel like this is a common theme in like mm -hmm. it is in the 90s rom-coms yes all right the ending that is a trash for me. Really? It just ends. Ben calls bullshit. Yeah. They make out. They ray off on the sunset with their dead love fern. <laughs> Where's the dog? On the Brooklyn Bridge. Where is the dog? Worst crawl the warrior king. <laughs> That's it. Treasure. Kate Hudson. Absolutely. Yes. Hilarious. She's a very Goldie Hawn. Yes. She's yeah. channeling her mother. Right. She is a comedic genius. My dad didn't know that that was his, that was her daughter. What? They look similar. They, they look, look so yeah. similar. I yeah. said that. I was like, oh, this is Goldie Hawn's daughter. And he's like, get out of here. It's like Goldie Hawn, <laughs> Kurt Russell. Her I brother's think. hot. No, no, no. no, it's, no, no. Uh, uh, Rock, Rock Hudson. Oh. Rock Hudson. I don't know. I just made that up. It's something Hudson. <laughs> oh, Rock Hudson was alive in the 40s. <laughs> Well, I made that up. Kyle is Googling who Kate Hudson's father is. It's not Rock Hudson because Rock was probably dead by then. Hey but Siri, who, who is, is Rock? Kate Hudson's dad? <laughs> oh my Bill God. Hudson. Bill Hudson. Who the, the fuck, fuck is, is Bill Hudson? <laughs> He's an American musician and actor. That makes sense. She did marry a musician the too. The Counting Crows guy. The Counting Crows guy, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, okay, Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson's chemistry. Despite them trying to destroy each other, I think the chemistry was yes. great in the movie. Yes, so Thoughts. I think we literally all said that as our treasure. Yes, okay. Treasure, Mrs. DeLauer with her feather headdress. Yes. Just that whole entire character. I loved her. I wish we had more of her. The whole, yeah. I don't know if Frost Yourself was a cool thing, but whatever. I just wish that she had like a bigger part, maybe like with trying to get the account or exactly. like Benjamin. I, like, <laughs> I wish maybe the meeting in the beginning yes, was it kind had of her like a Delauer situation. Right. Who knows? I don't know. Um, that's it. That's my trash and treasure. But I, go ahead. I was going to say, I thought of something that none of us said for our treasure the Judies. Yes. <gasps> the Judy's. Strong, independent, career-minded yeah. women yeah. who yes. did not give a Those shit. Vengeful I sluts. kind of hate that they made them like uh, protagonists in the movie. Oh. It's kind of like, or not protagonists. Antagonists in the they movie. They're kind of vindictive at the end. Yeah. No, because I would have done the same damn thing. Absolutely. I like if I lost a wager, thing. I would have been like, no, y'all cheated and then just sat back Secure and the bag. What Secure, Secure the, the bag. bag. I would have sipped my champs. You see what happens when you stop getting your feelings and start chasing the right. bag? That's see. what happens. Also, 
I would like to point out that one of the Judys is played by Shalom Harlow, which is like a 90s supermodel. I was going to say she that. She was phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, she was so good. Plus, like, they kind of do that. Like, in Devil's Prada, Giselle plays somebody yeah. in that yes. movie, too. So it's kind of a thing to have supermodels play Playing fashion, fashion people yeah. in movies. I agree. I agree. I thought they were great. Yeah. I don't know why we didn't mention the Judys before. I don't know before. why I yeah. A, a group treasure. Called Benjamin Can we out group on treasure. his shit. <laughs> group treasure are the Judy's. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, this is not a trash or treasure, but this is something that I have seen come up a lot when researching the movie. There are a lot of articles on gender perception. Absolutely. Okay. What do we all think about that? I mean, what do you mean by gender perception? Just like how. Like stereotypical it's, gender roles? Exactly. Okay. Like how it wasn't, oh, Kate Hudson's a cool girl because she likes sports. And, oh, Ben can't go see a Celine Dion concert because yeah. that's not masculine. Even something as little or as small as like the way that the offices are designed. Yes. His like, was like dark. And dark, like, wood, very masculine. With lots right. of jerseys on the wall. Theirs was yeah. like bright. white, bright, right. open space. Like, yeah. So it's just like, I feel like the movie kind of does a good job in separating gender stereotypes, but also I feel like Andy's role in the movie kind of like breaks some of them. Cause you know, she loves sports, she loves this, she loves that. So she kind of plays that opposing force to what right. people, normal people would be like right. stereotypical my, gender. My question is, are we looking at it from a 2003 lens? Right. Yeah. Things have changed. This movie would not fly then. today. No, no. absolutely no. not. Yeah. It's like The Office wouldn't fly today, but that's okay. We still love The Office. Right. I hate that perception of just like, oh, you're a cool girl because you like sports yeah. and you let it's your dumb. man flirt with a 70-year-old woman at a bar. Like, <laughs> I hate that I'm like, oh, she was cool in that situation. But it's like, that's the sad reality of it because you have some girls who would get upset by that. Right. You have some guys who would get upset with that, with some 80-year-old dude flirting with a girl at the bar. Like, it's not independent to gender. And I think like, as we've gotten into 2019, we we realize the sun and the moon, as Jonathan Venice would say, like we're all little sun and moon. JVN. Like, yes, I figured we need to drop him on this podcast. Yeah. But like, sports don't necessarily mean masculinity or mean you're a yes. cool girl. It's right. an interest that you have, and Absolutely. it can be male or female. Or if you want to go see Celine Dion, that's not necessarily a feminine thing. Like, you could be a man and appreciate good, good music. quality <laughs> music. Crowan loves Celine Dion. An auditory adventure. Yes. Like, you can appreciate that. It's all so coming it's back not, to me now. Yeah, but it's just like his I heart feel, will go on. I feel like I'd rather be living in the times that we are now, where it's just like it's not masculine, it's not feminine, it's just it's something. Right. It's something we like. It's something we enjoy. It's yeah. something right. that we're into. Okay, so any last thoughts before we go on to how much we would pay to see this movie? I like how my notes says I want crab legs real bad. <laughs> <laughs> Mine said that too. <laughs> I craved crap legs. Like, what was I thinking when I was reading? <laughs> oh, you should have seen my notes for freaking... I wanted a hot dog. I want a hot dog real bad. Um, so. so I kind of had a question, like a hypothetical question to pose to you guys. Do you think the movie would have been a lot different? And I think it... I'm going to give you my opinion before I ask the question. <laughs> but yes, I think it wouldn't be different. But like, if he let her in on the bet before getting to that party... Yes. Like if he was like, hey, I have a wager with my employee, like with some people that I work with, like I like you and I actually see this going somewhere, but this is the bet that's on the table. No. Yes. There would, there would be no drama. She'd there be would like, be no drama. thank you for being truthful with me. I'm writing an article. <laughs> exactly. That's probably what, and then movie would end. <laughs> right. Damn it. You're right. But I think it's so out of his character that that would never happen. Yeah. Right. It would never happen. We, cause if we didn't have that, we wouldn't, we would never have had, you can't lose something you didn't have. Yes. Yeah. That was a very iconic That thing. pivotal moment. Yes. That was an iconic cinematic iconic. moment. Iconic. Iconic. <laughs> All right. Anyone else have any last thoughts? So did you know 
Kate Hudson improvised a lot during filming. Uh, the part where she comes with like the veggie tray, she like flips it on them. Yes! They didn't know she was going to do that. Oh, that's They didn't real. know that she was going to do that. She told the director, but she didn't tell anybody. So the reaction was like, was legit. Real. Yeah. Someone got a carrot in the eye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Celery in the hair. <laughs> Cucumber also, sandwiches everywhere. <laughs> there you go. Also, another part that she improvised was when she brought Kroll to oh, the office. Yes. <gasps> when she's like kissing him all over, like after in front of his friends, they also didn't know that she was going to do that. Oh, so anyway. that reaction is also With the real. matching Burberry set. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Your vision in plaid. <laughs> Gaggy. Roll the warrior king. Can I ask you guys a question? Yes. This is probably very TMI. Yeah. Do people really name Penises. the men? Princess Sophia. Yeah. Like, I've never, like... Also, I'm pretty sure that's actually a Disney princess. Like, a kid's Oh, cartoon. that's disturbing. No, no. Did that come out after, though? Yes, yeah. after, subsequently. Way yeah. after, Princess, yeah. I think her name is Sophia the Pres- First. There you go. Yes. Yes. yes, it is. Oh, my God. So now... I've... I can publicly say on record, I've never nicknamed a dude's John. But I have dated one guy who... I'm waiting on bated breath for this <laughs> oh my story. God. I, I want to see how this ends. I have, no, I have dated one guy who nicknamed his own junk. And it was really weird. What can was we it? Just Red flag. Yeah, yeah can we disclose? Did, did he wear any rings? <laughs> no, he didn't wear any rings, but I will give you the name and Holly will immediately know who it is. <gasps> what? Pearls are clutched. He nicknamed his Pearls junk. Are clutched. <laughs> He nicknamed his junk. I just don't see what purpose that serves. And nothing. Do they talk in the nothing. third person? That's <laughs> not even sexy. It's like yeah. wants to yeah. come out and play. Wants to have a visit with you. Like that to me, I'm flaccid. It's <laughs> I'm flaccid as a female. My I am penis Sahara has retreat- Desert right now. <laughs> my penis has retreated back inside my body. Right. It's like it's 30 <laughs> degrees outside. All of a sudden, I'm cold. <laughs> I'm crying on this podcast. That is not only offensive, right that is unwanted, and your best friend hated him. So it's safe to say we're no longer together because of that. Well, well not because I hated I him. Doing all right. I hope is <laughs> having problems. <laughs> That's really bad. I would never yeah. wish impotence on anybody, like, <laughs> except this guy. One more thing that I read that okay. we have not talked about yet. Do you know what movie that Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson starred in together five years after <gasps> this movie came Fools out? Fool's Gold. Yes. There you go. 2008. Yes. Their chemistry was still phenomenal, by the it way. It was, was phenomenal, it? but the movie was shit. I was going to say, I don't think the movie was, was very shit. good. No, their chemistry is always phenomenal. Yeah. I think yeah. it's just who they are, but the movie could be shit. Right. To be honest. But I feel like Kate, Kate Hudson would have chemistry with like she's just a so plastic like, she's bag. She's so likable. <laughs> she's so likable. Is that like, is that a, f- a yeah. fair assessment? Like no, she gets along with everyone. Right. She's just cute. Yeah. She's cute. Very cute. Anyone else have any other fun facts, tidbits before no. we move on to our rating? Elizabeth, what would you, how much money would you pay for in 2019? <laughs> How much money would you wow. pay to see? Secure the bank. Twenty nineteen dollars. <laughs> I don't know that inflation rate. Yeah, is pretty- <laughs> I know. Very real. Uh, I, again, I'm stuck between five and ten because I just loved it so much when I was younger. But really looking at it and like pulling it apart, watching it this time, taking notes, looking at all the trashes I had. I'm gonna say five. Okay. All right. 
Holly Hart. Again, we look at it through a different lens now that it's 2019 as we did when I first saw it. But I just think for entertainment value, for for what it was, like, again, whenever it's on TV, I'll watch it. I think it's incredibly entertaining. I think it, for the time, served a really good purpose of not being a psycho. I just, I have so much nostalgia with this movie that I gotta give it a 15. Damn. Wow. I get excited. I get excited. I'm sorry. Okay, that's okay. Kyle? Initially, if I were to rate this like when I first saw it as a child (laughs) wearing a gold dress. (laughs) Wearing a gold dress and Albertsons. I probably probably would have given it like a, probably a 15 as well. You're already on a 25, bitch, don't lie. (laughs) So, but... Now that I rewatched it and kind of saw like a lot of the plot holes and just how problematic a lot of the scenes are, I honestly, I probably, I'm with Elizabeth, I would give it a five. I am going to go based off of nostalgia, plot holes, and all that stuff. I originally was going to give it a 15 because that's just what I liked about it when I first saw it. But going through everything, I can't give it a five, so I'll give it a 10 because I, I, I still love it. Right. I think it's No, hilarious. and I agree. It's yeah. still a great movie, but I mean, when you dissect it, just like how we did for the last hour... It's just, for me, it just doesn't hold yeah. up. So, Holly, how much would we pay to see this movie? Collectively, between the four of us, we would pay $8.75. All right. We had change in there? <laughs> some change. <laughs> we need to buy 35 by four. Matinee showing with a student showing. discount with your regal points. Matinee in 2003. AMC <laughs> <Exactly>. stubs. <laughs> All right. So, Tom Cruise. Who would Tom Cruise play in this movie? Elizabeth. The gassy and sleepy uncle. <laughs> oh my god, I had Uncle Arnie in my head too. I hate you because I was going to say that it was like Uncle Arnie. Like, what? In his 2003. Cameo, his cameo is Uncle just Arnie. Just farty Uncle Arnie. It's right. Tom Cruise. Um, I'm into it. Holly? I would change out the drama, drama, drama girl and make Tom Cruise an LGBTQ friend. advocate. <laughs> Love yes. Wow. Yes. I see that. Yes. We okay. need some advocacy in this movie. Oh my god, yeah. So for me, the entire time I was watching it, I was like, it just makes sense that she would swap out Matthew McConaughey for Tom Cruise. Really? He's a leading man. There's no way that he's, he's gonna... short. <laughs> yeah, he's probably. We short are not heightists <laughs> on this podcast. There's just no way. I that got my he's... ass reamed for saying he's travel sized. So he's... Tom Cruise is not short. He's average female height. Right. Okay. <laughs> average female height. Yes. But wow. I just. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's, it just makes sense to me. I was going to go with Mr. Warren. Is that his name? The, <gasps> the ad boss. boss. Yes, Warren uh, Advertising. Yeah, the ad boss. He's that just does like, make sense. Hey, Matthew, here. Right. Fuck it Benjamin up. Yeah. Berry. Well, look over a girl and you get the account. Frost yourselves. <laughs> Frost Are you in love? So. Yes, Ye- you're in love. Yelling out the window to New York. Ladies of Ladies. New York, frost yourselves. I can see Frosty. Tom Cruise. <laughs> I can see Tom yelling that no, out loud. I yes. agree with you. I'm going to have to change mine to that Alrighty, as well. Alrighty, well, it's freaking hot in here and we are not paying for Muggas air conditioning. I also suffered Pray several for us. <laughs> Pray heat for us. strokes in this. So, uh, <laughs> I'm going to just say, this AC, bullshit. <laughs> Mama. Uh, <laughs> uh, pray for us. <laughs> Holy fuck. We're done. We're done. We're done. It's hot. It's way too hot. I need to stand outside. Thanks for listening to this episode of $20 Ticket. Follow us on Instagram at $20 Ticket and leave your ticket price about the movies we've reviewed. If you have any comments or suggestions, send them to $20ticket at gmail.com. That's two zero, the numbers, $20ticket at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts, and thank you for listening.
tell you something that you might like to hear. You got a sexy yes, ass body. Yes. Yes. Mind if I, I touch it? No, I'm just playing this. You say I can't. No, I used to sing this to Erica when I used to get drunk. Like I used to be like, I would like go up behind her and be like, "Wait, do you see my dick?" And she'd be like, "Hey, oh. bitch." <laughs> They're gonna hear a single us whisper talking. song. <laughs> my po- my career in politics is over. Wait, so you see my? Oh. oh. <laughs> Wait, do you see my? Ow. Oh. <laughs> Ah, oh, say, wait till you see my arm. No, see. No, see. <laughs> what would be like a wild fun fact? I don't know. <laughs> like, like dark web stuff. Dark oh, web. okay. What dark I'm, web? I'm just kidding. Oh, I was like. <laughs> okay, ready? She's like adult films based off of something. <laughs> spin-offs. <laughs> How to get dick intended. <laughs> the porn spin-off. <laughs> What actually happened in the shower? <laughs> Why are you laughing? I just see a bunch of ghosts. Um, let's see. The ghosts are dancing. Okay, let's take a drink. Yeah. I, take I, a drink. Let's, let's take a quick take break a before break. we get into yeah, it. We need a couple minutes. I am fan out. Hot. Oh I need God. to fan out my titties. Like, I'm Drip dropping. It just doesn't make sense to me. It's like it's like karma. Karma came around. <laughs> Sorry, Holly's black lung. Sorry. <laughs> black plague. Okay, keep going. I don't know, I'm drunk. It's hot. <laughs> can't say that. <laughs> it's hot. You can say that. I can say what the fuck My I want. My sweat is like 20, Your sweat 20% alcohol. It's true. <laughs> um, Honestly, truly. Ready, 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 are you ready? Ready, everybody, quiet on the set. Quiet on the set. God damn it, quiet on the set. (laughs) 